Awesome. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Look, connect with me on all social media platforms. I mean, everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Maybe not LinkedIn unless you're, you're trying to talk business, but everywhere you can pretty much find me. I'm super excited about today's episode is women who work out. And we're really going to tackle the challenges and the insight and the need uh, for just gender equality and some of the obstacles that women face while working out. But remember, before we get into that, if you want to continue to keep seeing great content, please subscribe to the YouTube link below because the more you subscribe, the better it makes me feel and it makes this job just a whole lot easier. So we have some amazing guests, some just amazing, just awesome people, awesome gifts to humanity. I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves and what they do before we get into the questioning. And I will start with Kawada. Hello. So I am a mother of four. I have many adults. My youngest is 18. My oldest is 23. Um, I am a wife, 20, maybe 24 years. And I also am a senior program manager. Um, that's what I do as my profession. And my hobby is fitness. Awesome. Awesome. LaShawn. Hi, everyone. I am LaShawn Harris. I am what I, well, what I've been titled as a fitness enthusiast. Um, I am in the health professional and well, I'm a healthcare professional and I enjoy working out. Didn't think I would ever say that, but I love working out. Love it. I love it. And last but not least, and I got the name pronunciation correct. Mia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did, did the mama Mia help you out? It helped out a great deal. <laughs> All right. Um, my name is Coach Mia. I am the owner of Lift and Flow Performance, a personal training company for women uh, where we help women uh, get stronger, build resilient bodies, get out of pain, lose some weight and and finally enjoy a life of freedom and fun. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I appreciate all my guests. Look, first question, I will start with you, Mia. Look, for me, um, I think fitness is achievable for all. Um, I think everybody comes to it at a certain pivotal point in their life. And, and I really do think it's a pivotal point for me. You know, I, yeah, I played sports in high school, whatever, whatever. But I wouldn't say I was dedicated to uh, the fullness of it. Right. I think after my back surgery about four years ago, you know, I got to a point I was really just unhappy uh, my, about myself, my, my body. I was really unhealthy you know, A1C was through the roof. I got to my biggest point. I was around 250, and, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, barely 6'1", you know, so I don't, <laughs> 250 on my size just doesn't look well. And I, no, I was okay for, you know, a coaching body. He just didn't work in the real world, right? So I, I, I was really at a point, you know, I didn't know what to do and I was frustrated. And the reality is, is because I kept skipping parts. You know, I would work out, but I wouldn't eat right, right? Or I would try to shortcut it and buy some, cool new, you know, supplement from GNC, but I never put it all together. And then post back surgery, you know, I think I hit my lowest. And then my doctor was like, you know, you won't be able to do this. You won't be able to do that. And it was like a chip was on my shoulder. And that's what pushed me into it. It was like, no, I'm going to work out six days a week. I'm going to get this under control. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I did it. And that was literally when it all changed for me at that lowest point. So what was that calling? Like I said, you're a coach, Mia. You you deal with women uh, in fitness. You deal with all types. Uh, what what really did it for you? Oh, gosh. You know, and I'm sure the other ladies can mention this, too. When you're on the journey, there's many moments that kind of get you going again. Um, the very, very first one honestly, was um, a couple of things. I had just recently gotten out of a uh, very uh, sort of toxic uh, relationship and I had a birthday and I woke up on that birthday and I said, I want to see if I can get a six pack. No one in my family had a six pack. I just wanted to see if it was possible. And, uh, and then thus began the journey. Then I was introduced to pole dance and I was introduced to bodybuilding and it just spiraled from there. So the very first one was me wanting to get some kind of um, identity back and, and, and to feel capable and strong. So I know I, I use the words I want to get a six pack, but underneath that, I really just wanted to feel strong and confident uh, by myself and for myself. So that, that kicked it off. 
Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that transparency. LaShawn, for you, what was that that pivotal point and why did you get into it? Well, me, like anyone else, we always have an event coming up, whether it's a birthday, a trip, a wedding. I've done this journey off and on for years. And I would say that it's it was all vanity because I wanted to look good in a dress or I wanted to look good in this outfit when I go here or for this wedding, just all type of things that wasn't really um, important, so to speak. But I would say that as of late, the last two years, it was that approaching 40. And I knew it was time to take better care of my life because I wanted to live long and I wanted to, you know, be as healthy as possible. And I am 41, may not look at it. Thank you. But um, (laughs) I knew that I needed to take better control of my life. You know, I'm taking care of everybody else, but I'm not taking care of me. That means I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping right. I wasn't exercising. And it's hard to teach or encourage people to you know, exercise if you're not leading by example. And I knew that I need to first take my own advice. So that's what really made me really take responsibility of my life. And it became a lifestyle and it's now my way of life. And I don't know how to not work out or, you know, spend too many days, you know, without working out, then I I feel some type of way. But, you know, it's just something that I enjoy. It has completely changed my life. And I hope to inspire more women, not just women, but men as well to, you know, adapt to a more healthier lifestyle. Perfect. I love it. Quada, what was that that pivotal point, that changing moment for you? Okay, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my truth and then really what my brain thought about. So after having four kids, just exhausted. I mean, it's a lot. I'm, I was working full time. I'm a mother. I'm a wife and trying to juggle it all. And I'm like, OK, I need more energy and I need some time for myself. So I took I'm like, how can I achieve both of those things? have some time alone, but also work on myself. And that's when I decided to start going to the gym. It helped that my husband has always gone to the gym from the time I met him. So he would always throughout the years be like, yo, you should come to the gym. Nope, not interested. Nope, not interested. So for me, it was mostly, it started out being, I needed time for myself. I needed time to work on me. I wanted to be healthy. I'm like, LaShawn, like, I want to live to be 103, but I want to be 103 and still active and moving around all my faculties and, and my right mind. So I'm like, to do that, I have to, this has to become my lifestyle. Um, so that's kind of really what started me on the journey of going to the gym and getting fit. And then inside my head was, my husband can't be finer than me. I can't be the fat, frumpy wife walking behind him. And he's swole, muscular, and fit. And they're like, wait, what happened? How did she get in? So that's really why I started. But no, that, but that was, it was twofold. It's like, I want to look great for my husband, you know? And I also want to look great for me. It was more important for me to be healthy and fit for myself. But I did want to look great for my husband as well. Sure. And if anybody knows Darren, Darren is, he's, I don't know why he's built just genetically freakish. Yes. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> let, let, let's go here. So everybody has, um, uh, I would say, an initial obstacle to this. Quada, you mentioned, you said, you know, after having four kids, Lashani mentioned, you know, after turning 40 years of age, uh, Mia, you mentioned, you know, you want to first as a challenge to have a six pack, you were coming out of a very toxic relationship. Uh, beyond once you got to that point and you kind of pivoted, right. And kind of went into this path and this journey. Uh, what obstacles as a woman did you face? Um, and me, we could probably start with you on this and then quite then LaShawn, like, you know, I, I grew up uh, kind of witnessing the evolution of fitness. I think when I was in high school, predominantly, I would say it was males that were in the gym, you know, now, I would probably say is 60, 40 women, you know, leading or in the gym active, you know, as far as people that you see, but I've kind of seen the shift over the last, you know, 15 to 20 years. Right. So uh, for you, Mia, like as, as a woman, what, what were some of the preconceived notions or the obstacles that were initial that you just had to overcome? Well, initially for me, it was some of my own, uh, there, there are a, a couple things. One, knowing what to do. So I ran track in high school. I started my journey uh, just repeating those same kinds of workouts. And I was working out. I was working in television at the time. So I was in the 
office uh, and I would like run a lap around the production studio and then in the office, I would do little workouts in there. So the first obstacle was what to do past that point um, and having the knowledge, you know, what, where do I go from here? I've exhausted what I know. And then the second one was when I did get some help and it was virtual training, I was in the gym and the way my coach at the time trained me, a lot of it did not involve machines. It was very much barbells and dumbbells. And so when you go to that weight area of the gym, now not so much, but back, this was about eight, seven, eight years ago, you have nothing but meathead guys around. And so you're going with, you know, I'm equipped with like videos that my trainer sent me <laughs> and, and some some working knowledge from high school. And I, and so you feel a little insecure because uh, the guys probably looked like your husband, Kawada, and they're like <laughs> super fit. There's no other woman around. No one's talking to you. Uh, some of them are either working out by themselves in their own zone with their headphones or they have their own other little meathead crowd around. And and it's very lonely. Uh, so the biggest obstacle was combating feeling insecure and uncertain in that world and just going anyway and, and pushing through the loneliness too, uh, especially when you're training by yourself. So that that was tough in the beginning. Awesome, awesome. Kawada, what were some of those initial challenges? For me, it was just consistency. Um, being consistent and not n- focusing on, okay, well, I've been going to the gym, you know, five days a week for two weeks. Why haven't I lost a pound? Or, you mm-hmm. know, or, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, is this really working and being frustrated? And, and so focusing more on the scale versus how do you feel, you know? And, and to, I, to piggyback off what Mia said, it's, intimidating. If I didn't have a husband who kind of walked me through and navigated me through the weights and things like that, I wouldn't know where to start. I walk in the gym and look around like, okay, I know how to get on the treadmill. Okay, maybe I'll do the treadmill. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I wouldn't have known um, what to do because the gym can be very intimidating. And there aren't a lot of women around that are really um, very active until like the weight section is mostly men. So I think that was the biggest challenge is Consistently going and not focusing on the scale and wanting instant gratification and see quick results and just trusting the process and having someone to navigate me through how to properly weight train. And it, because I just, my thing was, well, I don't want to lift weights because I don't, I don't want to be swole. I don't want to look like a man because in my mm-hmm. mind, that's what I thought. If I lift weights, I'd get real bulky and manly. And that wasn't something that I wanted. And my husband, Darren, would always tell me, you're not going to get bulky but you need to work. You can't just do cardio. You have to weight train and trust me, you know, you're not even designed to get that bulky anyway. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, so just all the misconceptions and, you know, your head, what you think might happen to you. Once I got past that, I was perfect. It was, it worked out great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sean, you are one of my uh, sheroes, right? Um, you, You have taking, um, this head on and you really have seen a, a transformation, right? I remember, you know, LaShawn, you know, when I was like a little teenager trying to holler at your little cousin, right? So hey, you know, <laughs> like now, right? So like, you know, um, doing that, you know, and taking the initiative, what were some of those challenges? Cause like, you know, um, Coach Mia has mentioned it, Kawada has mentioned it, and they talk about the meatheads and, you know, I, I test, you know, they're there. I'm not one of them, you know, I just kind of stay in my own zone. But, you know, what what were some of those kind of initial just roadblocks uh, in this journey? Well, for me, as Mia and Kawada had touched on it, was the consistency. You know, going to the gym can be very overwhelming when you don't know what to do. So it's best to have someone that's a trainer that can, you know, educate you on proper form, proper etiquette, you know, because you can do the treadmill, any elliptical, any cardio machine, and it becomes boring. So as women, you think, oh, I want to lose weight. The first thing we do is do cardio, but it's more to that than just doing cardio. Um, I fortunately have an amazing trainer who has really been influential influential in my journey. Hey, Andre, I know he's watching and supporting, but just weight training with him has really taught me so much proper form. And now I feel like, hey, I can go to the side where just the guys and, you know, 
not be intimidated because I know how to properly lift weights. I, you know, know how to use proper form and to, you know, but the main thing is consistency. It's like, you know, making that time as women, we wear many hats, Kawada as a wife, coach me at coaches and, you know, just things like that, you know, it's the time, but once I feel like it's still part of self-care, we have 24 hours in a day. And if I can scroll Facebook for an hour, I can go to the gym for an hour and you feel better. It's not just, you know, you look good on the outside, but you feel good on the inside. It's like, once you feel good on the outside, it radiates from the outside. I would say that in my forties, I have never felt this more healthy, amazing, even compared to my 20s when I really didn't work out. I'm not an athletic person. Um, I didn't really play much sports because I was what they call a little too girly. I did cheerleading, that type of thing. But my family plays basketball and all that. Me, mm -mm, that was not my thing. If shopping was a sport, I would be MVP. <laughs> However, <laughs> but I, I kind of low-key regret, you know, that I didn't take on such this lifestyle in my 20s. However, now that I've adapted to it and more consistently in my 40s, I don't see myself ever stopping. So if I can, you know, rewind the biological clock a little bit, because we have one body. If we take care of it, it will take care of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Um, yes. Switching focus. So, you know, the fitness has taken on a very social aspect. I think that's the best way I can put it. Right. Um, and it, there's a lot like fitness isn't one thing. It's like an umbrella term for many different things. Right. Um, uh, some might use it to create a following. Right. Some might use it to promote health and wellness, you know, but there's many different ways you can go into it. Um, the generation and the traditions that in this particularly uh, Kwan and Lashonda, you know, we come from, it was considered taboo, right? It was considered evil, wrong, sin, and, you know, and, and the like. Um, and ignorantly so, yes, but I think they might have jumped the gun, right? When you start looking at kind of how fitness is presented now, there's the the IG look, right? And the um, uh, over-sexualization of just all, right? I don't, I don't think it's... a, a necessarily specifically gender related, but I, I do think that the same type of misogyny plays. So how does that factor in? Like, you know, we're working out today, my wife and I, it's Monday. So you know what day it is. It's like day we're coming off the holidays. So I felt like trash the whole workout, you know, like literally could have vomited up all the dressing that, you know, I ate. Just like, I just felt terrible. And I was like, I will never do this again. Have like a food hangover, you know? So, but you know, when we do leg day, I, I, I realize my wife always wears this kind of like sweater, right? Like around her hips. And I'm like, babe, it's just us. You know, I can see you squat, right? But like, she's like, yeah, but what if other guys look, you know? So is is there, and, and wrongfully so, or do you think it's just, you know, more of a phobia and owning one's body, right? But is there an over, overly sexualization of women? Uh, Lashawn, I'll start with you and then Coach Mia. That's a great point. Um, I want—I am one of the ones that um, I feel like when you go work out, you don't necessarily have to have on like baggy jogging pants, um, overly huge t-shirt. I am one. I buy a lot of workout clothes because I feel like you can still look attractive. You can still be sexy without being over-sexualized and, you know, go work out. Um, they have like really nice, cute stuff. And I'm constantly, I think I probably buy more workout clothes than regular clothes. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of an addiction. The more I work out, the more clothes I buy, the more clothes I buy, the more I work out. And I feel like it's a good habit. And I feel like you can help, you know, we're in the gym and we have on a tank top or you have on leggings and you have a nice shape. You know, that's just, they can look all day long, but it, it's not our fault. I mean, I feel like you're confident, wear it well. You know, I, I have gotten messages if I posted um, maybe a workout uh, video and, you know, the camera just may happen to be focusing a little bit more on my rear end. Well, I've gotten some things like that. I just ignore it. Like, well, I can, you can't miss it. You know, so that's just you looking at it a different way. You should be more looking at that I'm actually working out. Like, okay, well, 
you know, you can see the transitioning of my body and it's nothing I can do about it. This is why I'm here, not just, you know, for the transformation, but to, you know, promote health. Hey, if you want to have nice arms, then hey, look at Kawada. I always talk about Kawada's arms because I think they're amazing. Um, you know, this is your example right here. It shouldn't be like, oh, some women may say, hey, I want my butt to be a little bit more firmer. Well, girl, get to squatting, you know? That's all I can tell you. You know, whatever you want to do, you can build your body, you know, without all the cosmetic surgery. Just go to the gym. If you don't know what to do, you know, solicit someone that can help you, that can educate you so that you can. I like it. Well said. Coach Mia, is there uh, an over overlay uh, sexualization of women. And then I think on the other flip side, at the same time, how do you use that negative energy? Well, LaShawn is referring to, right. And really talk about owning one's power, owning one's physique. Okay. So since the beginning of time, there's an over sexualization <laughs> of women, you know, and that's not something for us to control. And it's just as like, there's not a single woman I know that's not, that doesn't always have a pair of eyes in the back of her head, whatever she goes, because there may, we all at some point run into some guy that decides to go a little bit more than just looking, you know? Um, and, and we're just equipped that way where that's one of the added strengths that we have to, to protect ourselves and to always be on guard. Um, I remember when I was doing my bodybuilding, I was doing bodybuilding, I was sharing photos. You have no idea on how many times I would get a random message from someone. This was before Facebook could like filter things out, but I would get random messages either on Facebook or Instagram talking about, oh my gosh, I would, and this is, I don't know, what kind of audience are we, what kind of audience is this? I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm following you. It's a, it's a, okay. my mama's watching. I would get some gross <laughs> statements um, <laughs> and questions and inquiries. And it's uh, one sad that you would, that people can feel they have the audacity to do that and to completely disrespectful. Um, and at the same time, not surprising. There's not a single woman that hasn't had some guy say something inappropriate to her. Right. And um, and there's been women to say inappropriate things too, because I'm a lesbian, so I'm in that world, and I've had that go down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it, it 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 almost I guess what I'm saying is it comes with the territory, unfortunately. Sure. And not to let that deter you from being who you are. Um, because I'm with you. And in fact, on if I'm doing upper body, then I make sure I'm in the fittest and t- like the tank top to have the arms out. And if I'm doing legs, then I want the best leggings. Like I want to feel good and highlight whatever attribute I'm about to get that pump in. Mm-hmm. And y'all know that pump, when that blood gets flowing, I want to see it. I want to mm-hmm. see it. And if other people want to see it too, then they can appreciate it from afar. But I want to spill that. Like you're doing this work, you're putting it in. Don't don't cover it up unless that makes you comfortable. But don't don't feel the need to cover it up for other people. Cover up for yourself if you want to. If you're just um, in the modest world, but don't cover it up for for someone else. Like that's it. It, it doesn't stop. It, yeah. It's not going to stop or deter someone from saying something inappropriate just because you're covered up because they're going to do it anyway. Sure. Awesome, Kawada. Now I know, you know, I'm sure no guy comes to you because they got to do a Darren, right? But you know, to Mia's point, you know, unfortunately, um, that lewdness of behavior exists. Um, it exists across both genders, uh, not one or the other. It's it's and it's it's ramping up. I would say as, as an all time high. You know, some of the things mm-hmm. you know I see in the gym is, is a turn off, um, disrespectful behavior. And in a, in a mm-hmm. sense, right? Yeah. How how do you how do you kind of navigate through that space? Like, is there is it a, is it at a point of an issue of safety? You know, like there's some like sometimes when I post videos, right? You know, me working out. You know, I'm always mindful of you know 
I know what, like, it's just exercise to me, but, and it's not even my wife. It's probably more of my mom, you know, because my mom is, you know, <laughs> my mom is my mom. But I'm like, how does this make my mom feel? Or if my grandma had an Instagram page and she liked me, you know, playing this song on it right now, right? You know, so I, I always keep that in the back of my mind. But is it something like that? Is there a filter or a process that you have to go to when you're about to work out? Like, hey, you know, this energy just isn't feeling right. What is that like? Yes. Well, and I think for me, I, I try to be respectful. Um, so anytime I get dressed with Jimmy, it's some, even if it's something that I think is cute, I'm, I'll be like, hey, Bay, is this okay? Like, you know, because I do understand that, you know, he's with me when I'm working out and I don't want men unnecessarily gawking or causing him to feel like he has to be, you know, or me like, no, mine, back off, you know, kind of. So I, I am more conscious of what I wear, which is unfortunate because sometimes I'm doing, I'm doing arms or doing abs and want to take my tank top off and just have a sports bra. But I'm like, mm, how many people in the gym today? Okay. No, too many, too many men are around me. I'm going to, I'm going to keep my, my shirt on. And like you said, there's been times that women would intentionally, if Darren's on the bench press, they'll intentionally come over and do, you know, squats or you know wow i believe it things were and it's and you can tell it's kind of an intentional thing because it's like i can be on the other side of the gym and i can you know look over and it's like he's looking in the mirror like if you look in oh he ain't looking at sound let me do it again which and so it makes so darren has mentioned it's uncomfortable for him if he's trying to do his workout and all of a sudden somebody's like bending in front of him or being you know a little extra in front of him so it's it's unfortunate, but I try to be a little more modest because I don't want to be a distraction to anybody. Because um, it could be unintentional. If, if it's like if it's leg day and I got to do squats, I try to you know usually be like, okay, let me get a machine where I'm not you know bending outward toward the masses. I'm you know kind of in my own little. I am a little more conscious of of what I do in the gym, um, but that's that's just me. I I shouldn't have to be that way, but I. Sure. No, it makes sense. I mean, I, I think for myself, you know, I is I think it's different sometimes for guys. I, you know, I'm, you know, married, married, seems like forever, six years, you know, number seven, you know, I don't, I don't even think like that. Right. So when I'm exercising, I'm not thinking about external uh, factors, but at the same token, you know, my wife notices things that I never catch. And then like, I get in trouble for not catching it. Right. <laughs> like, so, you know, and, and I, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I, I just thought she was squatting and there was some area around where I was mentioned. I didn't think like, you know, I, gonna use it, you know, but you know, my wife's cool. She's a cool sport about it. Uh, but there, there are, I think there are, unfortunately, um, um, uh, actors in the gym, <laughs> that's the best way I can say, that can make a, a really unpleasant uh, experience. Let's let's talk about inspiring the next generation, right? Um, we all, I think, have, have mentioned at one time or another the, the, a pivotal point or something that we wish we could have done or we were younger, we could have took care of this. Uh, but, you know, the next generation, what do you tell them, right? Um, you know, I'm seeing, you know, the push, I think over the weekend, we just had uh, uh, first woman to play, not in college football, but I forgot which conference, CBF, right? You have uh, rising uh, female athletes, you have uh, rising athletes like Cynthia Deck, I think she's the first multi-million uh, dollar contract from the USFL, uh, U- uh, United States Women's Football League, right? US WFL, right? So you're starting to see that push. But what what should be the conversation? We're talking about aspiring the next generation. And LaShawn, I'll start with you. Well, as I've stated, it's, you're never too young or never too old to, you know, develop a fitness routine. If you're a parent, I feel like you should start your children early so that they can continue. Um, what I would say is it's something that we need. I mean, it's healthy not just for, you know, for van- vanity purposes, but it's it's healthy for your organs. I mean, if you go to the doctor, the first thing they're going to ask, or even if you fill out a survey, how often do you exercise? Do you exercise? You know, that's something that is very important. And as far as the, you know, the younger generation, because I, I am a part of a fitness community and there are some women that are in their 50s, 
like approaching 60s and they look amazing and they've been doing it for years. So I would tell, you know, start kids early, you know, with the eating healthy choices, you know, we'll make healthy choices with what you're eating. Um, you know, take away a less, a lot of the junk. And I mean, you wonder why kids are, cause obesity is starting very early in life. You know, you have these four year olds that are obese and, you know, I, I kind of blame the parents because you're buying the food you know, you're the one feeding them, you know, take away the potato chips, add some veggies, whether they like it or not, learning what your children, you know, would like as far as healthy, it starts with you. And once you set that, you know, that tone, that foundation, then it may or may not continue. There's no guarantee, but then it becomes their choice if they want it to continue. Awesome. Awesome. Coach Mia, what, what is those, what are those words? Not is, but what are those words? Uh, to that next generation, right? You have a lot of upcoming athletes and even the generation ahead of you, right? What is that dialogue piece like? So I'll definitely talk about the generation ahead because that's usually the women that I work with. Uh, LaShawn did a great job of covering the generation coming up because it does come down to the parents. And real quick, I will touch on that. Um, I've watched in my family where you didn't get like high blood pressure until you were probably in your 40s or 50s. And then I saw two of my cousins get high blood pressure when they were 30. I was 27. Um, this was right around the time that I started my fitness journey, mind you. And then I saw a younger cousin of mine get high blood pressure uh, at 18, 17 or 18. And so that and, and so that goes to show like the trend that is is happening. And it and it does have to start with the parents as much as possible and and not just physical activity because this particular cousin of mine is an elite cheerleader she does like all the flips and all the other things but she eats crap you know and so it does it does go hand and it, it, it does go together so for the generation ahead of me i will tell you it is not too late it's not too late my most favorite rock star client is my mother who got started at 57 and at 60, she looks better than she did at 57. She's like 20 to 30 pounds lighter, I want to say, um, stronger. Gosh, during this pandemic, we were really focusing on push-ups. And she's at, I want to say, lower than a 45-degree angle doing push-ups now. And so it's anything is possible. She has her, her, her green smoothie every single morning. Um, and she still eats her ice cream. So right, you don't have to give up everything. But there are some changes you have to make. And it does go back to what Kawada and LaShawn was saying about consistency. So if you're doing this work as often as you can, right? It doesn't even have to be daily, but if you have a, a set weekly goal and you're doing it often, um, like for my mother is just making sure she gets in some walks uh, two to three times a week, making sure she gets her smoothie in at least four to five times a week, right? So just simple, small changes. Uh, the biggest thing is one, to start. And secondly, uh, don't necessarily follow what you see on Instagram. So I would get some professional help because <laughs> um, Sasha's mom ended up, um, that's my partner, Sasha's mom ended up hurting her uh, back from following something on Instagram. So get some tailored advice to where your body is currently, right, in your history. And then from there, when you have that foundation, you'll be able to build on it your, yourself. Uh, but do get started with some professional help, not cheap help, get some good help because uh, you want it to be custom to your body and then, and then just start. And if you can't do that or you can't afford it, start with walking and eating more fruits and vegetables. But do mm -hmm. know that you set the example for the other women your age and the ones looking to you. Because if they can see you and be like, oh man, she's 60, then what the hell am I doing at 33? Like, what, like I, need to get, yeah. I need to get it together. And then if that 33 year old is getting it together, then that teenager can get it together. And if that teenager can get it together, then the 10 year old can get it together, right? And so it, it's, it's not too late to start and you never know who's watching and, and how many lives you can impact and influence. That's true. Awesome, awesome, I love it. Kawada, so you are a mother of four, right? So, you know, um, I don't know that, I don't know that like, you know, people say, I know that like, I don't, I don't have any kids, right? So, but as, as a parent, and you're setting the example, you and Darren, right? Um, and obviously, like your your children are really active. I mean, it, one of them, you know, is like freakishly just tall and just like ridiculously <laughs> muscular. But what what 
was it like you had to make them? Did you did you have to set good habits, or did they just naturally gravitate towards something? Right, like if you could advise upcoming parents today, because I agree with Coach Me and I agree with Sean, it starts with parenting, right? And a lot of parents either are dealing with things financially that they can't uh, supply these things that would, would benefit them as far as health or probably more of the latter that they don't want to, because if you can go to Cancun, you can buy vegetables. So what, what, I'm not, no, I'm just saying, right. So what, what is that, that dialogue piece with the kids like? I, I think like both coach Mia and Sean said, I think as parents, we're the ones that feed our kids. So we can, make sure we're giving them a balanced meal and making sure they're getting outside. I know now technology, so all the kids want to do is sit in front of their game or TV or whatever. It's like, no, okay, let's, let's go find a, a four. First preserve to walk through, you know, let's, let's go and find a nature trail somewhere. Let's go to the park. Like not just, you know, trying to do family things that gets the kids active. And so they'll learn early to have this, this, oh, we, you know, I want to be outside. I want to run. I want to play. I want to enjoy, you know. So, but if you have this sedentary life, if you're on the couch eating bun buns and watching TV, then your kids are just going to do the same thing. So I think it's important as parents that we participate early with our children, getting outside, being active, throwing the ball in the backyard. You know, some stuff doesn't cost. You can walk around the block with your kids. You know, you can say, let Let's do jumping jacks. Let's do push-ups. You know, and, and incorporate that in kind of like your day-to-day life. And I'll say for the generation before, you know, like my parents, you know, I'm always on my mother. Hi, mommy. Um, wanting to get her to get a little more active, and I'm like, just walk your block one time every day. You, you. The point is to start and not be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to do an hour workout. Let's be realistic. And let's have a goal of being consistent. Okay, I'm going to three days a week. I'm going to get up and make sure I walk you know, two blocks and back and be consistent with that and we, and build on it, you know, and that's the thing. Start, start with something attainable. A lot of times we have these big grandiose things about how we're going to start, what we're going to do. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm a, you know, you eat meat is your main thing and I'm going to be a vegetarian. I'm about to be vegan tomorrow. Like, no, we have to be realistic, but we have to start. We have to start. Even if it's like, if you love to drink pop, okay, I'm going to stop drinking pop. I'm going to start drinking tea. You know, start somewhere, start cutting back things gradually, you know, and I think that's you're setting yourself up for success when you do that. Start small, but start, please. It doesn't matter if you, even if you're 70, if it's just, you know, I'm going to stand up and sit down. You know, just if you're, you know, if your hips, that's great. Or lifting your knees up while you sit up and sitting on the couch. Any movement, any activity, I think is you just have to start. Yes. Amen to all of that. I, I love it. Let's go two more questions. I know, you know, I'm going to try to be on time and keep you guys in this allotted frame of an hour. I always try to stay true to it because I stated before, I am the grandson of Bishop Marshall and I feel that hand <laughs> everywhere I go. I've seen him sit many a preacher down for preaching over time. Right. So, um, you know, COVID-19 um, has affected everything. That's, I think, without saying, right? Mm-hmm. Businesses, health, travel. I mean, it is a global pandemic. A lot of gyms, especially during the mandatory shutdowns, suffered heavily financially. A lot of gyms did not reopen. Um, you know, thank God that we're on the brinks of a vaccination or, you know, the possibility of another shutdown seemed almost imminent, right? Um, with that being said, and the impact that COVID has created, how do you mentally, um, I won't say comfort, but, but really supply that, that emotional or psychological need. You know, when I got, when, when COVID kind of like June and it started to kind of come down the curve and then, you know, the gyms opened back up, you know, I, I was, I was running outside, you know, I was, you know, doing like 200, 300 pushups a day, you know, so, 
I, I didn't take any setbacks. If anything, I, I thought I probably lost more body fat, you know, because, you know, I really honed in. I honed in on my diet. You know, I became like a true vegan and not like cheating, you know, with a bunch of cheese and salmon, you know, and, then, you know, but it, and that's how I got through it. Right. But everybody didn't do that, you know, and, and some people that I know kind of came out on the other side. And I think it's the best way I can say it. Um, how do you encourage them? Because, you know, we're in the holiday season. Um we just got through Thanksgiving. We still have to get through all the holidays in December and you still have to get through New Year's, right? So there's going to be a lot of just laps and you can't just say, I'm going to pick it up, you know, 2021, you know, January 2nd, I'll be first day back in the gym because this January 2nd is going to look differently, right? So you, you know, you could talk to your friend and say, Hey, look, you know, I've noticed some things, um, you know, quite I'll start with you than me and then LaShawn. Uh, you know, I've noticed some things, you know, I would like you to start doing what? What would you tell that friend? Um, so I would that, say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go, Kawada. Oh, OK, um, so I would just tell that friend to, to do something, because like you said, if the gym's closed. Well, I know for me, I, I went out and bought weights and stuff. So I have stuff in my basement that if the gym's closed, I can still continue. But I would I would encourage them because I one thing I will say, I think working out actually helps you get in a better mental space. So if you're sitting around and you're getting depressed because we can't go out, things are starting to shut down. You're missing family and friends. I think a great way is do some jumping jacks. If it's too cold for you to get outside and walk, um, if you got stairs in your house, walk up and down the stairs. You do some jumping jacks. Awesome, awesome. Coach Mia, what Make would you sure your diet, you know, like you said, Cody, you know, well, what I can control right now is my food intake. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know people were sitting down, sitting around because we can't go anywhere. We're eating, you know, all kinds of stuff. Make sure you have more fruits and vegetables at your disposal versus chips, cookies, cake, pop, ice cream, and all that other good stuff. You know, so I would just say, you know, hey, and, and I have done, like I said, let's jump on a Zoom. Let's, you know, let's work out together. Let's do some jumping jacks, some push-ups in the house together on Zoom so we can hold each other accountable. So I know I've done that, the initial shutdown with a couple of my friends, just so that we can all kind of encourage each other to stay consistent. Awesome, awesome. I almost feel guilty. I didn't do that to any of my friends. I'm sorry. I was a bad friend, guys. I, I wasn't even thinking about Zoom. I'm sorry. Coach Mia, uh, what, what would you tell uh, for that, you know, that the psychological support? You know, you have a lot of clients, um, you know, but if somebody, you know, you grew up with, you know, and it's like it's the holidays, and you know, every holiday, like, they just that transition between November and January just isn't quite right, right? What what do you instruct uh, or what do you tell that person? You know, that's it's, it looks so different now, as you mentioned with COVID, you know, and so the before I can tell that person anything, it would be um, listening uh, first, you know, seeing what's actually going on. Um, what do they want to do about it? What are they ready, willing and able to do? You know, because I could say a lot of things, but if you're not. Um, ready, you know, willing and actually have the capacity to do it, it really doesn't matter, you know? So the first thing would be listening. And, and then from there, it actually goes back to what Kawada was mentioning before about um, starting small and having something that's continuous that you are able to do no matter what, you know? Like for my mom and for myself, uh, that's getting in our smoothie every single day. We can do that. I have the capacity to do that. Exactly. I, I practically live in the grocery store because I love food so much and, and I cook everything. So it's easy to make sure I have enough ingredients here to make sure I'm able to do that. So that for me is always my continue, my, um, uh, my steady factor, right? For someone else, it may be walking. For someone else, it may be waking up. I have a friend, the same as Sean, he drops down and does push-ups every single day as soon as he wakes up, right? So um, finding out what that thing is for you, maybe it's focusing on, on mastering your sleep and your recovery. Maybe it's meditation. Uh, this, With different parts of the world getting back on shutdown, that isolation begins to set in even more so. You know, we got a little taste of going out and now coming, coming back in. So, uh, so, yeah, so figuring out what that looks like, what what that steady action item can be, that steady habit, uh, 
And if it's only one, then fine, we work with one. But if it can be one to three, then we, we pick that out and, and, and then support each other. You know, whether it's with me or through a friend or someone else, like one of my clients, she has her, she has me as her coach checking on her. And then she has a support thread, a support team through her line sisters check, checking in and supporting her as well. So getting as much support as you can in, in multiple directions. Uh, but the only way you can do that is to, right, speak up and let your voice be heard and your needs be heard so people can meet you where you are. Sure, sure. That's amazing. I like it. LaShawn, so... You know, um, coming into this stretch, right, um, you know, when the shutdown happened, did, did we work out right before or it was like right after? When we were I think to- we worked out before. Right, right. So, before you know, it got like completely shut down. So just in case, you know, Moderna or whatever, there's some setbacks and, you know, like it snowed today here in Chicago, right? <laughs> that kind of, that, that kind of got me this morning. I woke up, I was like, whoa, you know, so this flurry is nothing major. What, what do you have or what, what kind of type of conversation do you tell uh, that person? Cause like for me on my end, you know, I have a lot of friends that to me uh, invested in like a PlayStation five, right. You know, and I'm not against it. You have the right to game. I'm not particularly a gamer. <laughs> I just personally don't have the time. And, but I'm like, if you could put all that time and energy and resource into something like this, why can't you do this? You know, I, I just don't see the translation, right? So, LaShawn, like, how do you how do you navigate that dialogue without seeming cruel or or, or not sensitive? Well, I want to just piggyback to what um, Mia and Kawada was saying with the pandemic. I was actually on the front front line of the pandemic. I worked a COVID positive unit, 12 hours a day and full PPE because my unit was considered contaminated. Um, what that did for me, it made me like really step up my health game, meaning my vitamins, things of that nature. Um, of course, the gym was closed. I added an extra day of training with my trainer. Um, I invested in a bike so I would bike or, you know, just do more physical activity. To me, I felt like it made me go my hardest because not only it helped me to deal with the mental stress of the pandemic, of course, everything was shut down. I had to not only be concerned about my patient's health, but my health as well. And then my family, my family's health. Um, Kawada's uncle is my grandfather. So I'm, you know, actively involved in his health. So I had to, I felt like I had a lot of stress on me to maintain, you know, everybody around me. So I had to First, lead by example and take care of me. And I would tell people like, hey, you know, everybody's complaining about working from home or, well, I didn't have that privilege. I still had to work. Um, I would say, take a walk, you know, for your mental, you know, the pandemic, we all suffer, you know, mentally, not just physically, but it was a lot on all of us, whether you're in the healthcare profession or whatever, it was just a total difference because this is something we, that was unheard of. So I, you know, encourage people, listen, you know, don't just, you know, buy all the of the Lysol. That's not going to do any good if you're not building your immune system. <laughs> the um, Moringa is one of my favorite superfood. Um, spirulina. You know, I really stepped my game up on my essential vitamins and I developed a routine of how I started my day. And that's what, you know, kept me from being exposed, even though I was working, you know, close quarters with the con- um with the COVID patient, I wasn't sick. I still had energy, but I maintained my health. So I tried to, luckily I have a community of girlfriends that are into fitness. Um, two of them are personal trainers and one is just a gym junkie. So, you know, it's like we relied on each other, you know, like, Hey, did you work out today? What are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm working out at this time. And if I would, you know, meet some of my friends, we did challenges, you know, to try to keep each other, you know, motivated, keep going because, you know, the gym was closed. What were we going to do? I was like, well, the gym got open. And even when it did open, I didn't go right away because it was still nice outside. So, you know, the track mm-hmm. I stayed at, Swallow Cliff, um, you know, just anything. Grab my bike, you know, brand new bike that I purchased right around the neighborhood, do at least 45 minutes. I had to maintain, and I felt like I went the hardest during that time. And of course it was nice outside, you know, a nice, great walk. I, I would laugh when I would see Cody post, you know, his run, his walk, or he'll tag me in it. You know, <laughs> oh, it's leg day, I'm doing two miles, you know. And it and it, it, it made it easier when you had that 
support and you know we fed off of each other and that's how we were able to get through it awesome awesome i like it i got one more question and i think that'll be enough time Mm -hmm. but i do want to take this and this is a little sidebar one of the audience members i always try to throw in an audience question when i feel like it's appropriate sometimes audience gives me something that's way not appropriate but thank god for this one (laughs) oh not this one hold on how do you tell your spouse they need to lose weight interesting so i'm gonna take this uh not you know um um i think in in marriage and partnership you grow you evolve i wasn't when i got married i was 195 pounds maybe you know um i was i, I wasn't like i was just playing ball all the time right i was younger i was just hooping all the time and I kind of had that physique, right? Like, you know, I didn't weight lift or anything like that. So I didn't have any muscle, but I, I was lean, you know. Um, but about year two, year three, you know, you get comfortable. You know, I just started eating, right? I just started eating a lot, eating a lot of bad stuff. And then the crazy thing that happens, you start exiting out of your youth. And you don't see it at first. You know, but you realize you're getting older, right? And you're getting closer to your mom's, you know, age when you were a kid. And then you start like listening to her music, and it's like, hey, Barbie, you like this is pretty good. Like I was listening to BB and CC Wine is Addictive Love. I don't know why, but like my mom used to play all the time, and I just started playing. I'm like, this song actually is good, you know. But like I, I realize my ears are aging, right? So you know, you just kind of change and. You know, my wife, my wife's name is April. My wife's like, you know, I, I said something to her about somebody I saw like in a rap video. I was like, man, I don't know even who it was. Let's just say for lack of a better word, it was Meg The Stallion, even though I know it wasn't Meg The Stallion, you know, and I was like, babe, you need to get like that, right? Like, and I said it jokingly, like not to compare, but just out of just facetiousness, mm-hmm. right? Trying to be whatever. And she's like, like, Cody, do you see yourself in the mirror? And I'm like, excuse, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, excuse you, you know, but what it did, it. what it did, it, 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 it unlocked something. I was, I had to really take a hard look and say, man, you know, I need to change this. You know, like all of a sudden, you know, the tightness I was used to, you know, the mus- muscular definition, none of that was there anymore. Right. So, you know, it is a very, uh, uncomfortable conversation if the two people have the maturity to discuss it without pointing fingers and saying you need to do this and that and then at the same time you have to understand that your love for that person can't change just because their body does right so once i i got to a certain level of maturity once i think i kind of understood that it was nobody's fault you know age and nutrition just yeah. had caught me you know i was able to kind of navigate and and deal with that uh, so you, I think that's probably the best way to how to approach it. I will say though, this do not throw stones if you live in a glass house, right? So if you are kind of bogus and you're not there <laughs> and you want her to look like Beyonce, that's a little unfair, right? I'm just saying like, you know, you have to be able to present something and then you have to have the patience and say, let's do this together. And when it becomes more of a thing of, you know, partners doing it, you know, then it's easy because now I don't have to, you don't have to talk. You just do. Right. So let me ask that so I can get everybody else out the weeds. So look, Coach Mia, where can they connect with you and where can the people find you? Sorry about that. My cat was found outside. Um, Okay. So uh, where you can find me, facebook.com slash just Mia 23, the numbers or facebook.com lift and flow performance liftandflowperformance.com is the website and the same thing applies to IG um, at justmia23 or at liftandflowperformance they're all the same awesome awesome LaShawn where can they connect with you you can just log on Facebook and find my name LaShawn Harris Um, just send me a request or an inbox and I'll be more than happy to share any tips that I can give awesome I like it Kawada where can they connect with you Facebook Kawada Instagram I am um, his love flows yeah, and that's it. Perfect. Look, connect with them. They're amazing people. Connect with them, follow them. And I appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.